0: Juice Nation, we hope you have enjoyed the re-releases of our past episodes. This episode that we're releasing today, it was voted our most hilarious episode. We were both shocked and appalled but could not stop laughing while we were recording this episode with comedian Terry the Tank. So check it out. to Sweeter the Juice. You're here with Kenyatta and Erica, and we are excited. We're back with a great topic for you today. Welcome our guest today. It is comedian Terry the Tank. Yay, Terry. Thank Hello. you. For, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We are excited hey, to yo. jump right in. Today, we're going to talk about just the overall fundamental rights dealing with parenting and you know the right to be a parent or not be. And just kind of toss around what we think about that. So you guys come ready to talk about it? Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Okay. Okay. So before we do that, let's find out a little bit about Terry, the tank. We want to know, Terry, who would you say influenced you the most growing up?
1: Uh, Growing up, I had sort of, I won't say um, out of the ordinary upbringing. I'm sure millions experience the same thing. Um, Single parent household. Um, I did live with my grandmother and my mom for a while, also, you know, my siblings. But um, yeah, I would say the, the the one person probably be my mom's boyfriend. He's like a father figure to me, and uh, he was a scientist, or I'm sorry, a science teacher, but he was also a scientist too. He did work for, you know, NASA and um, Center for Disease Control, you know, you name it. So he just showed me, you know, I had a lot of you know drug dealing and crime around me. Like, I remember as a, a child, I would go around and say, like, such and such steals cars and, you know, such and such sells drugs because this is what I hear the adults saying. So I would just, you know, go you know, around saying it uh, at any any point in time. And uh, so that was, like, the norm for me. I didn't necessarily think I would grow up and be that. But, you know, and you know he just showed me, like, what a professional man was and showed me what uh, being, uh, you know, a real man is about because it's not easy. All right. What yeah, he passed a couple years ago. Um, he was he was like Walter White from Breaking Bad. He was a, a scientist, and he literally never smoked ever, but he had, like, lung cancer. Uh-oh. And it was exactly, like, the, the premise in Breaking Bad. Like, they stole it from him, so.
2: Okay. <laughs> right. Well, that was he was a great guy. He was a great man. Um, and I did know him as well. Oh, as uh, and for our listeners who may not know, Terry the Tank is is my brother. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool. He was mm-hmm. a great man,
0: and he's little brother uh, to me too. That's Right, I um, that's right. So the Terry family. the Tank, what would you say you're most passionate about in life?
1: I'm pretty. I'm very very simple. Maybe not. Simple minded, but I'm, I'm a simple person. I uh, love sports. I would say that's probably my biggest passion is my local teams, uh, okay. you know, Detroit Lions, Pistons, Tigers, the Wings. Um, I'm a big mix of mixed martial arts uh, connoisseur. So um, I, w- I would definitely say sports and just entertainment, period, because, you know, I do uh, a bit of stand up and I also write. So you know, inter- just entertainment, period. Anything that takes me off of reality is uh, something I can get into. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to describe yourself in three words, what would those three words be?
1: Uh, three words. Uh, most definitely, I would say clear as far as uh, communicating. I don't um, I've been told I don't talk to people the right way. So <laughs> it's just because I'm being so clear. I agree so with that. I, <laughs> right so yeah clear uh most definitely humble and uh for a third i would say very very appreciative cuz i do appreciate everything i have i know what it's like to feel like you're on top of the world and be cocky and then lose it like the very next day so um yeah i'm appreciative of every moment if you could believe it i could believe it
2: uh... Okay. so um, Well, thank you, Terry the Tank, for really um, filling us in on who you are. Um, very enjoyable. Let's get into our conversation today. Um, I think it's something that people can relate to on all sides. So tell us thoughts regarding the fundamental right to be a parent or not. So what are some of your thoughts about becoming a parent? or who's able to become a parent, or when people should become parents. You know, just talk about that.
1: So I don't, I'm not a father. Um, I do have an opinion on it, and I'll get to that. As far as, when we talk about rights, we are in America, but, there's a but. I don't think everyone, I'm very conservative on this, I don't think everyone should be allowed to have children. It's more so, I think there should be, some proof that you are able to have that you should be able to have children if that makes any sense so what do you mean um, like we know that so i i think the bottom line or the foundation of being of having a child is being able to take care of it flat out so um no we all know that people who um have come from nothing literally and uh have become successful and we also know there's people who have been given every privilege there is and they've become it. Let's just say a failure, you know, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's crime or whatever. So obviously there are exceptions, but um, I, I do feel that um, I think you should be able, you should have to be able to have a child without being able to struggle financially. What I would propose is I've had this conversation before. I've given numbers, but I, I think you should at least have $10,000 to pay the government to have your child okay, and so that $10,000 dollars is not just to the government.
0: Yeah, sure. What about if it's like a loving family, like they, they love, they just aren't, they're going to be good for the child in terms of nurturing. They just aren't, you know, able to pay this 10 grand to be able to have them. I mean, they can't afford right. to do that. What about that? I mean, does that not matter to you in, in your, in
1: your thoughts, the, the nurturing and love, no? It's sweet, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, little babies can't eat love. Okay,
0: just- and I, I,
1: Okay, and that's why I said $10,000, that's, um, uh, that's just a random figure. I actually, I started off, when I first started having these conversations, maybe like a couple years ago, I said like $100,000. I was so
2: on the higher scale. scale. So, right, like none of us would be here. I mean uh, yeah, yeah exactly according to your like thought process like I think all three of us would still be in heaven somewhere right like mothers well, no, well, infl- did not have ten thousand dollars to
1: lay down every you know like you gotta, you gotta look at inflation back then it would have been twenty five hundred dollars um <laughs> I
2: don't think I would have made it and I don't <laughs> think you would have made it either brother <laughs> Sorry.
1: Oh, I would have oh, made it somebody would have uh came uh, through with that
2: I know, I know our mother pretty well. uh, I don't think so. I don't know. So I just feel like you, when you say that it definitely takes, it it doesn't sound like America anymore. This is like some other countries. You want the government to have that much control over what we do. because Your ability
0: to procreate or not. That sounds very... And
1: yeah. And governments do it. It's with very them. Eastern civilization. Yeah, I I understand what you mean. And so let me, let me elaborate on that. When I say give the government ten thousand dollars, this isn't just ten thousand dollars for like admission to have a child. A child. It is basically a loan for ten thousand dollars. I guess you could say it's a loan. And then when that child turns whatever age, I was I would say eighteen, but it could be even older, twenty one or so. Um, that child gets that full $10,000 from the government to, you know, start their own company or, act, you know, do whatever they want. Parents are also refunded that.
2: So now you're putting this pressure on the government to double a payment back.
1: It's a, yeah, it's like an 18 year, but it's 18 years. Yeah. But it's 18 years you've been having it or more than 18 years. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's doubling yeah. your money. And you can double your money a lot faster than, you know, 18 years. But, um, yeah, um, and maybe t- maybe 10,000 isn't the right number. That's why I said the number is, yeah, the is number almost impossible. Reach,
0: the concept is what's interesting to me. I, the number, yeah. it could be whatever. I mean, yeah. I, for some people, they're not going to be able to afford it. And you're se- you seem to say if you can't afford it, then you shouldn't. And in a lot Absolutely. of respects, I can agree in some respects with neglect. Um, in the legal field, you see a lot of that sort of neglect when it comes to kids. And oftentimes it is... Families have many kids, and but right. we are in America, and we have that liberty. We can't, you know, control their ability to procreate.
1: Okay, one thing I would say is birth control should be free.
0: It is a lot of places,
2: isn't it? Uh, um, it is. And,
1: and given out
2: a lot of places, it is
1: free. It should be free for everybody. All. Can get birth
2: control,
1: and I, I see. And I don't every, know. I don't know the situation.
2: And everybody can get birth control. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty much. Free, yes, for free. If you are low income, really, okay. If you I are didn't know. low income, you can get birth control for free.
0: I just think. No, people, I
1: think everybody should get it for free.
0: I just think what people you say should so? not to, you know. Yeah, yeah, because they have the right um, to be a parent.
2: <laughs> they do, and I, you everybody know, everybody shouldn't though. And, everybody and shouldn't I, I agree, it, right? Terry. I do have more conservative views when it comes to this as well because I've definitely seen some things but who am I to say Uh this kid okay yeah they got a bad mom and yeah okay she shouldn't have had all these kids but they're here now who am I to say you don't have a right to be here it's not okay but I I see what you mean I I wish that there were more measures taken before they get here you know uh, it's it's a tough situation I've seen moms with so many kids, I remember when we were young and we lived in another neighborhood, we lived in a different neighborhood than where we grew up. And there was a woman next door who must've had about eight or nine kids. And I think she was in her twenties. At the time I was a kid, I was probably like 11 or 12. But I remember giving them some clothes and I'm thinking I'm giving it to like the teen girls it was a couple of girls that were close to my age. Everybody wore the clothes. I mean, from the mama down to the little babies, the little <laughs> baby boys, the toddler boys were like in my t-shirts, and I was like, "Oh, this is crazy!" That's but the it, was, baby. it was thought that, "Wow, it's some people that are, you know, really struggling out here." It's moms who have all these babies and have no means to take care of their children, really. Right. Well, and let's it's talk about that, that too because I was there a father present. I mean, you know, no, no, I, I, I did. I wasn't a father. Now she might have had dudes that came. Through. It was a
1: guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the guy. Probably
2: came through, but it wasn't a father present. And the and the kids, they were, they, they were rough. You know, you, they had a def, definitely had a different upbringing, and it was. Uh, it, I learned so much though. It taught me so much. Yeah.
0: You know, I what you were talking about got me thinking that oftentimes when people want to adopt, they go through quite an arduous process to be able to do that. They go through, like, they have to have background checks, you know, their application process. They have quite a bit that they have to do to show that they can take care of this child. That is kind of something that I think could be better accepted invites maybe, Terry, if it was something like that sort of process. But still, I think people would have a real problem with feeling like they have a process before they can do something that they've done.
1: So yeah, that's the thing is they feel a certain way. I, I sort of take, I'm kind of like a pragmatist, so I don't really, it's not about feelings, it's about what makes sense. So yeah, we can do it in steps that might take 60 years. And so the kid now that Shouldn't be born into poverty. You're sixty years old. I mean, this is. No, I'm just saying the process. I was, I I I was
0: pointing out that adoption has a process, which is kind of like what you were saying. There should be a process to parenting. You shouldn't just be able to just become a parent. You should have some sort of process. Kind of, I mean, but I, I don't necessarily completely disagree because we have constraints on so many other things that we do, like marriage, for instance. You can't just say, as a married and you married. <laughs> you know? you, there's a process. There's it there's stuff fine. that in order for it to be, you know, legit, this has to happen. And so I get it. We put constraints on a lot of things that are fundamental. But I think this one will be hard, would be hard. Because I don't you know, know what how, I, I, like, you're, uh, Sissy's talking about enforcement, like, too. How do you enforce it? And you're saying they're going to jail.
1: I think it should be more so like a, a, a camp <laughs> and um, <laughs> okay, let's say.
2: No, I'm done. I, I'm, spread out, honey, I'm done. You know, so some pregnant mamas to the camp.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so a camp full of all pregnant moms. They should. So I, I don't think you should necessarily be penalized for getting pregnant. So is it, it only women who have your own, you can't have your own child. The child would go into, let's say, the system. And I think the system needs to be redone as well. As far as um, I think if you ad- adopt a child, it should be like you're on parole. There should be workers <sighs> going in and this making sure scary. that your child is being taken care it's of. Start, and it's child like a being scary
2: break. movie. I don't want no parts of it, honey. Okay. This <laughs> is like <laughs> kids is going to be in the camp. Gonna be... So are the babies going to grow up in the camp and they're going to have to work? Like, what is going on? No, and the baby's not have... there. Why they not? No, the there? babies
1: are going to be adopted. The babies are going to go to a family who can afford to take care of the child. Well, why can't these camps
2: uh, equip the moms? May- may- can these camps be, you know, Frame camp? camp- with moms? well like, we have to
1: look at we have to look at the population women that are doctors they're not the ones going around having 10 kids it's the women that have no jobs and maybe never had a job and they're the ones having 10 kids i
2: know so, people with t- with nine and nine, i know, I
1: know yeah the, oh yeah there are exceptions but that's not the majority okay can we agree on that okay. so that's why i say okay and this is the thing it really starts with a man and a woman so I'm completely anti-progressive. I don't like the progressive movement. The progressive movement basically says a woman need a man to have a child. Without that balance, that child's not going to have what they need, in my opinion, to succeed in most instances. I think a, a girl should have a father and a mother and a boy should have a mother and a father. If they don't have that balance, they are missing something. So- I don't
0: disagree with you. I think it's... Um- and my faith plays a lot of role in that
1: and a lot of things I'm saying is faith-based to some degree it's kind of forcing the mother and father you know to be together usually if there's two incomes coming in you know you you might be able to afford that twenty five hundred or ten thousand uh to have that kid so that's really what I'm saying is the progressive movement is anti-father so that's really what I mean is uh this this somewhat eliminates that.
2: You know, so we talk a lot about women and you know, they're having these babies, but these men are making babies left and right. It is okay. like All I right. mean, they can get they can get three women pregnant in a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know so many hood twins. I know, and I actually have heard of some hood triplets, okay. So I feel like this is something that needs to, we need to address men as well. It's not just a woman's problem. I, I really think that there's something going on with men. And, and a lot of times they're able to go and make these babies and have absolutely no emotional ties to the mother or the child.
1: Okay, See, they're like, yeah. oh. Feelings and yeah. they.
2: As they should. You should feel say, something for it? the child. I mean, feelings are real things. They are not made make believe. I understand what you're well, saying. Well,
1: no, no, no. That's once the child is, yeah, but that's once the child is born.
2: Okay, fine. Now, Take mother you... out. They don't, a lot of them don't even have emotional ties to their children because they're making them like this. So if you're making two or three kids a year for five or six years, you know what I mean? But it's this is out here with a lot of babies. And yeah, not... that's
1: that's the man that should not have been born. <laughs> That's the right. man that should have been given away to an adopted family who could afford and, you know, give him the proper education. Or- This, this man doesn't sound very put, or educated. Can men,
2: or can we put men on birth control? Is there a way that we can control how much they are uh, procreating? Because Can takes, they go to that treatment? I mean, you
1: can't now. tell them- <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm not telling somebody. Nothing. You said there is a birth control for men. You can't say that they have to absolutely take it. Um, I'll have that conversation to some sort of, some sort of restraint. But what this does, in my 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 view of it, I think this will make a woman more more susceptible to using some sort of uh, birth control. You know, I don't pretend to be a scientist or like an aficionado, this is really just my opinion, but I, I would say it's a little it's a little difficult to punish the man in the situation. Half the time, well, I won't say half the time, some of the time, you know, women say this guy's the father and he's not the father, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I put so much on the woman, men- But I, if I, it I,
2: starts I, with the man, why can't we say, if, if we're gonna make up, it's like, okay, this is what should happen. Why can't we say at a certain age, if you are unmarried as a man, you have to go on some type of something that can uh, stop you from getting women pregnant. That would stop all of this. Now, I mean, if we just gonna throw some scenarios out there, I feel like that is easier than to tell everybody they got to pay
0: $10,000 to have a baby. I think, I, just I put- think we're, we're in La La Land in terms of sterilization anyway. I think it's that would be just be so hard and impractical. I just see, you don't have to have a, you're going to have to build a big, a huge training camp. Because it's just going <laughs> to be breaking the rules left and right. Okay. I,
1: it's going to be in Alaska. Okay. It's going it to be in Alaska near Russia. On
0: the, it's going to take up the entire state because yeah.
1: that
2: is we're going to have to push, push the polar bears. We're going to have to push them on off the sea, honey, because Alaska is going to have to be for the camp. Um,
1: Alaska is huge.
2: It is. Yes. Well, we let the polar bears have a little piece. These are kind of concepts and thoughts mm-hmm. and ideas. I want to talk about something more like you know reality right now. What do you all think about a man's right to intervene in a woman's reproductive decisions? Does a man have a right to say, hey, I, I I put 50% in on that. I want that baby. Or hey, I put 50 in and I don't want that baby. I'm not ready for kids. How do we feel about that?
0: Well, it's, it's what we're, right. you know, all of what we're talking about. I think, you know, to see the, I think they should certainly have input. This is their child as well. And so they should definitely have input. Do you I got
1: the $10,000, yes, she has to have it. 100%. Yeah,
0: I, And, you know, say, for instance, she doesn't want to have a child, and he does, and maybe she, they can come to some agreement that he'll take care of the child. She's not going to be involved. I mean, like who, you know, there's so many scenarios that could happen out of that. So yeah, it's kind of-
1: Can we Judge Faith Jenkins and a Judge Mathis to be like the ultimate deciders for the Black community?
2: So what- well, <laughs> Two judges well, on They that. get to decide who- Who, who gets to have <laughs> babies and who doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, they should get uh, let's say a hundred thousand dollars a day salary to um, you know work this, and it'll um, that's be. That's very crazy stressful.
2: Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, you crazy? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I agree with uh, both of you. I agree with both of you because as a father, I think he should have some say, and like you said, Sissy, maybe he can um, take care of the baby or. Uh, but ultimately, it is up to the woman, unfortunately. Well, I won't say unfortunately. Fortunately and unfortunately sometimes, it, it is up to the woman. And and a woman, just like everybody, we don't always make, We, you know, we're imperfect. We don't always make the best decisions. I, I don't know. It's, it's such a sticky situation.
0: But it's good to talk about it because we see it in our community so much.
2: So um, this has been a really, really great discussion today. And I am so glad that Terry the Tank, uh, you joined us today.
0: You've been quite
2: quite fun. You know, you got some interesting ideas. So right now we usually like to talk about what made our juice a little sweeter. Okay. Um, So
0: what made your juice a little sweeter today, Sissy? Oh, goodness. I would say just... (laughs) To, talk, to me, whenever we talk about real life issues in in communities where we see people, we know people, you know, that are struggling with those those things or that the issue affects them, it always makes my juice sweeter because it gets my wheels turning as to how to maybe help. So I like that we're talking about real life issues and for our listeners that it, I'm excited because hopefully people are thinking like, oh, yeah you know, kids all over the place. Like we have to be more responsible. I don't know if Terry's Th- <laughs> suggestion, Terry's the Tank's suggestion is the way for us to get to that responsibility. But I love Thierry. that we're having a conversation about responsibility. That's right. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. For me, I think it's we kind of just the same. I just feel good talking about it because we all recognize the issues. Uh, You know, right now I have so many former students who are like really young and they're working on like pregnant with their third baby. And it's so scary to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, what are we doing? But it really takes, um, I think sometimes the older generation to kind of start to put some things in the practice, talk about it, roll some things out. We have to teach our our young folk. We got to teach them because uh, they're not always learning at home. So I feel like when we have conversations like this, it's going to help us help them, and that that's the you know big part for me. I just want us to. I want I want our show to be something, and I I want us to just make sure we're influencing people. In a positive way, okay. and um, so yeah, that's what made my juice sweetie today. What about you, Mr. The Tank? <laughs>
1: um, I would say that what made my juice the sweetest was most definitely the 1800. I Hello. think that really had an impact on our conversation and just turned it inside out. No, but uh, seriously. Uh, I liked how you both agree with me because um, it's hard to talk to a woman about these sort of things because it sounds like I'm trying to take away, you know, women's rights. And it's not at all what I'm trying to do. And let me just, <laughs> let me make this clear. I wasn't talking about like a concentration camp or anything like that. This that would be is, a, what like. camp. Yeah. have A nice, safe pregnancy. <laughs> that's all in Alaska. So <laughs> it's not anything negative about it. And um, yeah, I I do like how we, you know, were able to agree on certain things. It makes me feel like I'm not just, you know, crazy and, you know, on some uh, new sort of civilization where we, it's just, it's not eugenics that I'm trying to do. It's literally just, to me, it's using common sense to try to solve a problem because I don't know, somebody, okay, this is the perfect thing someone who, the people, in my opinion, the people who shouldn't have children are the people that want children the most. (laughs) So that's, that's where we are as a culture, honestly, and it's, I would say it's very negative on our culture. So yeah, that's why I feel that way. And I think uh, us agreeing and saying that my method is oh, the best. That was what made my juice the sweetest.
2: <laughs> oh, well, we want to thank everybody um, for listening. Please continue to tune in. We are on Collins and Passions Radio on Wednesdays Wednesday afternoon. at noon. And um, you can also find us on Google uh, Podcasts and on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, you know, we'll be back next week uh, with another great episode. And don't forget to tune in. And if you want to holler at us, check us out on Facebook at Sweet Little Jews. And talk to y'all soon. Peace.